Okay, you're watching Fat Billion Knows Everything because I do know everything. And this week, what I want to talk about is how Malaysian Muslims, okay, Malay Muslims, are just too ritualistic and actually don't think about the religion very much. Now here's the thing, uh, several years ago, actually many years ago, I made this documentary called Sama. And uh, Sama, if you're in Malaysia, you will know that Sama is a, it's a way of cleansing yourself after, if you're a Muslim, you touch a dog when it's wet or you get licked by a dog or you touch a pig. Um, and clean yourself with Sama. Or some people call it Sertu, it doesn't matter what term it is, right? as long as society understands what it is, right? Sama or Sertu, whatever. You're supposed to wash yourself with a little bit of dirt, like one time dirt water, and then rinse it off like seven times with normal water. And then you're cleansed, then you're going to pray or do whatever you want, right? Um, I made a documentary about this because I had discovered that there was this soap called Sabun Tahara. It's a Tahara soap, it's like a Sama soap. You use it and you don't have to use dirt because it's made out of dirt already. It's quite ingenious, it's quite innovative lah, like product. You can buy it anywhere actually. Um, and so I made this documentary, it was a little bit funny, I posted it on YouTube, on my channel, so you can actually go look for it and watch. And then there was this one time, I got a call, I don't know how, I got a call from this Malay lady, I don't know how he f she found my number, and felt like, oh, uh, Ustad, Ustad, she thought I was saying Ustad, she said, Ustad Zan, um, I want to ask you a question, of course she was speaking in Malay lah, um, saya nak tanya satu soalan ni, um, saya baru beli rumah, she, just, she and her husband had just bought a house, and the former owner of that house was a Chinese family, and she said, do I have to sum up the whole house ah? And I said, why do you want to sum up the whole house? And she said, um, um, because you know, you never know, maybe the Chinese family kept the dog in the house or cooked pork in the kitchen and all that. So, should I, should I sum up the entire house? And I'm like, dude, number one, I'm not really an Ustad. I'm just a journalist. I make films and I write. I'm a lecturer, but I'm not an Ustad, right? But I said, anyway, I told her, look, listen, look, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to sum up the entire house. Because you just clean it out, like normal lah, you know, like if you buy a new house or you move into a new house, you want to clean the house, you sweep, mop, clean up the kitchen, clean up the toilet and all that. Enough lah, I don't want to think about sama sama all, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Because if you want to clean yourself to pray, you clean yourself lah. Yeah, anyway, I thought it was dumb lah. Then when I told her the answer, she kept quiet. There was like silence on the phone line. Very quiet. Then after she said, oh, like that lah. Terima kasih Ustaz. And then she puts down the phone. Oh, right before she put down the phone, she actually told me also that she actually saw my, my Samad documentary. That's why she thought I was an Ustaz. She had seen it on my YouTube channel. Right? Oh, anyway, over the weekend, this last weekend, um, there was this uh, talk, or I guess a, um, a, 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 a conference that was organized by the international, or hosted by the International Institute of Islamic Thought and Civilization in KL. Uh, and they had invited like several speakers and from around the world to come and speak. And one of the speakers was this Indonesian uh, professor, Professor Yudi Latif, who said that a lot of modern Muslims, especially in the Asian region like Indonesia and Malaysia and all that, we are so obsessed with ritualistic things when it comes to the religion. Um, so 
so much so that we are empty spiritually. Now, I totally agree. I have actually written about this many times. I've spoken about this also. That, uh, especially in Malaysia, I want to speak from a Malaysian context, right? In Malaysia, a lot of Muslims are, they, they are so ritualistic. I mean, think about it. If you go to a, a bookstore and you go and look through the religion section, the Malay books, right? you'll find all kinds of books like How to Mandi Wajib. You know, so that you can mandi wajib the most proper way after you have sex, so that you can continue to pray, right? Or um, the uh, the obsession with discussions in WhatsApp groups, uh, where they keep talking about oh the best way to uh, ablution, take ablution, wash yourself before you pray. You got to make sure that you you know three times you wash each arm three times, and you must cover up to like the the, the above the elbow, and you got to clean through your ears and all that. And if you don't do that, your prayers might not even be accepted by God. I mean, I. Seriously, I think if you have a perception that if you, your, your prayers is not going to be accepted just because you, when you wash your arm, you wash right to the bottom of the elbow instead of above the elbow and God is going to punish you by putting you into hell because of that and not accepting your prayers. Or if you pray and then when you, you, you kneel down and only half of your uh, forehead touches the ground instead of your whole forehead and because of that God is going to put you into hell. If that is your perception and that's how you think, I think there's something really wrong with either you or with the religion, and I'm gonna bet that it's nothing wrong. It's with nothing wrong. Is you know, there's nothing wrong with the religion. It's actually something wrong with the people who have that kind of perception. And all these books you see, all these books that talk about rituals, like how to pray better, what is the best procedure or method to pray, and all that. Uh, and you see all kinds of books like that available. And these are all written like by by like Malaysian ulama and Malaysian ustaz and all that, and and Malay Muslims lah, basically, right? And then we forget that actually the religion is actually kind of like a, a way of life for everything. I mean, if you think about it, you go to Europe and even some parts of the Middle East and America and all that, we've got Muslim thinkers who are thinking about so you know, deep spiritual stuff. People like Ziauddin Sadar, right? One of my favorite writers and thinkers, Muslim writers and thinkers. Very forward thinking. We've got, you know, Tariq Ramadan. You know, another very, he's Swiss, I think, yeah, Egyptian Swiss. Uh, Ziauddin Sadar is Pakistani-British, right? Uh, and they talk about how the religion should actually benefit society and how, how it should evolve and, um, you know, basically thinking about spiritual stuff, thinking about advancement and progression and development of the human race and also of the religion. Lah. They're not obsessed about, oh, you know, uh, if I pray and I don't lift my arms high enough to my ear, I will go to hell because of that one stupid thing, right? Yeah, all this ritual, ritual, all. Uh, I think it's a little bit, um, a little bit nonsense, uh, And I think a lot of Malay Muslims, Malaysian Muslims, are too obsessed with that. Uh, I don't know why. Now, according to Professor Yudi, he says this actually, uh, when you're so obsessed with ritualistic uh, uh, elements of the religion and you don't think about spirituality and wholesome development and all that, what happens is that that society will suddenly build a superiority complex. It's weird, right? Yeah, it, it builds a superiority complex so that they feel that whatever they're doing, they're so engrossed in whatever they're thinking uh, and wanting to do with their religion that they think that they are better than everybody else and hence there's no criticization, criticism that, that they can accept. Uh, you don't learn from other cultures, you don't learn from other ideas and uh, there's no discourse, there's no debate, there's no discussion, there's no questions asked. Like, I, and I think that is kind of true because if you read these books that are so ritualistic, that talks about rituals in the religion, they're telling you, they're preaching, they're telling you this is how it is, you don't do this, you go to hell, black and white, 
right? So as a reader and as a believer of the faith, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I just have to accept that. If I, if I don't accept that, then I'm going to hell, right? Whereas if you've got like forward-thinking thinkers, right, they, and, and they, 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 they write about more things other than just rituals, it's more like a discussion and they talk about ideas and they talk about how to improve the religion and, and you can question things and you can criticize and when you find the answers, it's supposed to strengthen your faith and that's what it's supposed to be, right? Unfortunately, it's not how it is. Uh. Uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe what we should do is Malaysia should actually start like translating forward-thinking Muslim scholars from around the world, translating their work from English or whatever language they're writing into Malay because we don't see that, that thing happening. Right. Um, uh, if you look at all these Malay books, yeah, come on, face the fact, right, that most Muslims in Malaysia are Malays. And if you have these kind of books in Malay, you will appeal to them. You, they will be able to read and probably open their minds a little bit. Instead, all these Malay books that we get are so ritualistic. So that's my call for this week. Dewan Basar and Pustaka or Institute Penterjemahan, whatever lah, whoever it is lah, right? Translate these books lah. Maybe even like, independent publishers and all that. Translate these books and see if we can actually... Uh, um, uh, change the mindset of Malay Muslims. I know some people like some publishers like Dubo Press and uh, uh, Tuko Cheta and all that are doing that a little bit, right? Uh, but yeah, you know, let's do more of that. And look, um, Ezra Zaid, who runs the publishing company, uh, ZI Publishing, who published one of my books actually, Operation Nasi Krabu, he has been trying to translate books like that also into Malay. Uh, and you know, he has even been caught by Jabatan Agama for trying to deviate Muslims by publishing or translating a book that was written by a forward-thinking Muslim scholar into something that people in Malaysia can understand and read. And you see? Why? Because what's happening? Don't you want Malaysian Muslims to be able to think and move forward? Yeah, anyway, so that's my call for this week. Lah. So let me know what you think about this video. If you like it, Give it a thumbs up. If you don't like it, give it a thumbs down. But please share it anyway. Um, comment if you have anything to say, right? Uh, if you don't agree with me, comment. If you agree with me, comment, right? Uh, follow me, this us on all our social media channels at at fatbidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. Uh, so you have been watching and listening to Fatbidin knows everything. I've got three kids, one wife and me to support. So you've got to like, you know, help fund my life. So you actually can go to the Fat Bidin e-store, right? I'm gonna link it below, I'm gonna link it below, right? And you can get actually like Fat Bidin merchandise, right? And most of it are, well actually books are. I used to sell DVDs and films and all that, but hey, everything's available on YouTube now. So now if you want to get Fat Bidin merchandise, it's mostly books. So I've got books here, I've got books here. See, see, see like this book? This is called uh, The Adventures of a Kerala in Afghanistan. It's a graphic novel. See, see, graphic novel which I uh, wrote uh, and illustrated with my with my buddy Apan. Right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan, shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called. Operation Nasi Krabu, Finding Patani in an Islamic Insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in Southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. 
Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? Now it's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist who happens to be a father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. My best-selling book, Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.